Okay. We are live. I hope that we can hear me. I'll just wait to see if anybody comes in here. Testing, testing. Of course not. Can anybody hear me talking? I hear you. Perfect. Good to know. Thank you. Landon is coming in here in just a moment. There he is. What up, what up, what up? I don't hear you. <clears throat> what up, what up, what up? Do you hear me now? No, I can't hear you at all. Is it my headphones? Miss DIY hears me. Okay, no, that's no problem. I guess it doesn't matter if I hear him or not, which is weird because I was not able to hear earlier in these ears for whatever reason, so it doesn't Oh, that's... Probably. Can you hear me now? I know. Wow. I am so deaf. <laughs> and I am not, so I always keep it down low. Other side. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. You can hear us. Excellent. Excellent. All righty. Welcome, guys. Uh, let's see, how many people do we have in here? Total of five. Wait. <laughs> I'm waiting, I'm waiting. You have a suggestion. What is your suggestion? Next pod mean we have to have three... Phones running. How? In in what way? Oh gosh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I do not want to do this on TikTok or Facebook or anywhere. Just here, <laughs> so everyone can come to Podbean. Yeah, I totally see your concept. Um. Maybe in a few months. Let's not next week <laughs> or the week after, but soon. Uh, uh, we'll do it at some point. Not yet, though. <laughs> but good idea. I I just I enjoy the part of this. Yeah. Be on camera. <laughs> it's the only place I don't have to be on camera. Yeah, she likes to not have to be on camera. And yeah, maybe even next year. Um, let us like get settled in a place and everything like and see what we can do when we're like not in all of this nonsense. But I understand where Liz is coming from for sure. She does not. She'll go on camera, obviously, because she does. But anything to like maybe avoid that, but still being able to go live in some way. That's better. Yes. Okay. So I did want to talk about a few things before we talk about the Duggar Family Secrets Part 2. 
I uh, can't believe it's almost been a month since we covered the last one. I'm never on camera either. <laughs> um, you don't even come in and talk on our uh, on here with us. She has a few times. She has like once. She should do it more often. The Duggar stuff is so crazy. I finally, finally got to like actually watch the last two episodes. But before I talk about any of that, I did want to talk about my services leaving, guys. So just so you guys all know, and this is for people who are here live, and this is also for people who are listening. If you want a book, if you want to book a mediumship video call with me, you have until September 1st. As of September 1st, they will be officially gone. There will no be no more extensions, no nothing, and they will not be coming back. So if you guys want to book a mediumship video call with me, please go to the website boomspoton.com. Uh, we've changed the site completely, so it's no longer black and pink anymore. It's like white and blue. It's a total change. We'll tweak it a bit as we go along, but for now it's good. It took me 12 hours last weekend. It was wonderful, wonderful way to spend my weekend. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, so we got that all set up. So if you guys want to book a mediumship reading before they are gone, you're welcome to do so. Uh, and that does not include unsolved cases or email readings. And the text, e the text readings will uh, for text blah, blah, blah. text readings for mediumship will also be going. I I just put them back on my calendar, and I'm already running into issues. So I'm like, nope, they're coming off too. So that the I've I'm surprised I have yet to take them off. Ha <laughs> ha. Hello, hello, Aaron. Um, okay, now there is another thing I wanted to talk about. So uh, I, I pay attention to the comment section of Podbean pretty significantly. Why? Because I like the feedback. Uh, it helps me improve the podcast. Uh, secondly, uh, to kind of answer people's questions if they have anything, uh, somebody had put a comment in about the audio sound on the live episodes that Landon and I do, and they were pretty upset about it. So I just wanted to let everybody know, uh, Landon and I have um, not the best uh, phones currently, uh, so we use our headphones on these, you know, low-end phones, so the audio clear, the audio is not good on it. Uh, unfortunately, I have not figured out a way to use our wonderful Yeti mics, and I don't know how well they'll work with these phones, but we are working on that. So once we fix the level of audio issues, exactly, we got to figure, yeah, we got to figure something out. Anyways, until we figure something out, we're going to uh, wait on the live Elizabeth Bain episode. I don't want to have anyone distraught over that. Yeah, people were just saying, but I think we figured the problem out, which was uh, Liz was using her one set of headphones and it was like crackling in and out and just doing all kinds of crazy crap. And so unfortunately, that episode, when we did do the live, it wasn't as great as it was. But like Liz said, we're trying our best. Uh, so I'm glad you guys can still hear us and everything. Absolutely. We appreciate that. 
Um, already. So uh, we also. Well, that's good to know. You don't care what kind of noise is going on. You love hearing us both. That's good. <laughs> Uh, so I also want to talk a little bit about Rudy Farias. There's been so many crazy things going on in the news lately, and I want to cover everything, and I just don't have enough time. So I am going to try to start covering, um, you know, more recent topics as much as I possibly can, you know, um, try our absolute hardest. Uh, the next one I do want you guys to get familiarized with is the girl who threw her baby in the garbage. If you guys have not heard of this situation, I highly recommend getting yourself familiarized with it. It is insane. And it happened in New Mexico. And uh, this girl uh, is claiming she was a virgin. Like, it's just a wild story from the beginning to the end. And this poor baby was murdered in the process. And we're going to talk about... Yes, the one that had the baby at the hospital. Yep, and we're going to talk about what I see on what happened there. So that's going to be something we do next next time we go live. All righty. Uh, speaking of sketchy people, I haven't heard anything about it. Oh, look it up, Aaron. It's friggin' crazy. Uh, speaking of sketchy people, let's start off with the part two of the Duggar Family Secrets. So uh, let's talk about Jill for a moment. Now, Jill is child number four uh, for Jim, Bob, and Michelle, and their second daughter. Uh, I also know she's got a husband by the name of Derek Dillard, and he was also involved in the church. So he, you know, I, I've looked into him. I don't have this creepy vibe from him. I feel like he's good. I'm I'm glad she got paired with him. It was like she needed a good person, and he wasn't completely convinced. Like, from what I gathered, Derek, although he was in it, I don't think, like, he was completely convinced by the way things were. So I'm glad she had him there. Um, anyways, uh, I do feel like the father obviously went about you know hooking them up as a very unusual way like I know he does that for all his kids but I don't know just something creepy about it it, I, it just doesn't make sense to me I know that they want their children to stay wholesome and pure but as soon as they get married they want them to like bang out 55 kids you know what I mean it's just weird anyways i see that that is crazy that like 55 children like they do though they definitely do they're like your purpose well to the girls specifically like your purpose is to make babies that's it meanwhile we got all these young kids going around here having babies and throwing them in trash cans like i don't understand what's going on right um i know for jill it's really hard for her to step into the light and give her perspective on what took place because obviously some of her family members do talk to her and some of them don't. Um, obviously she was traumatized. I really love that she got herself a nose ring, like to kind of say, screw you to her family too. You know, um, honestly, I also feel like, like she feels a lot of guilt from this day about how some of the family members are not okay with her, but she's trying to like unlearn that. But I do see that her parents, and the siblings that are not engaged, although some of them will, you know, cross the river of over there, she'll help them out. But anyway, 
Um, I do feel like- absolutely. And you know, when you have when you have a lot of kids like that, um, like you're bound to have kids ha- that have all different like likes and interests. Like, take my mom for instance; she has four of us, and we're all different. Like, you know what I mean? Like. I was the more, like, gothic kid, emo kid, like, I have tattoos, I have piercings, I have crazy hair, hair colors, I've done it all, and, you know, like, my my brother, Josh, is more, like, dresses like a gangster way, you know what I mean, so, and we all have our own personalities, right, and our own likes, so it's only bound, they have 19 kids, so it's bound that a few of them are going to break free from this, like, cult-like life, because they're, it's kind of like even, like, some other, like, religions and stuff, like the Amish, you know, they get to go on that Rumspringer type thing, that's what I feel like, these kids, they don't get that option, so, like, now this is, like, them doing that, like, they're leaving, and, like you said, getting piercings and stuff. Yeah. I never watched the show either. My ex-husband did, which I was like, what the hell? He he kind of like really liked it too. Anyway, um, but like it blew my mind as well when I watched the documentary as well. Like I agree. Um, now, it's interesting because I did want to mention that I see that Jill has tried in the past to have like a heart to heart with her mom, like away from her father. Like, okay, mom, like, don't you think this is kind of messed up? Like, don't you see what I'm trying to tell you? Like, And I feel like Michelle just was like, no, dear, what are you talking about? And like, you know, going back into that, those moments um, where she would abuse her her daughter, like kind of giving her that little attitude and um, kind of scared Jill. And I feel like that's kind of when Jill stopped. (sighs) She definitely, like, obviously, you know, what her brother Josh went through. um, Her mother ignored her cries for help. It's really sad. But the good part is, is that Jill will continue to be a fantastic mother to her three kids, and she will be able to avoid that kind of outcome for her children alongside of her husband, and the two of them will continue to get therapy, and I do feel like she does struggle a lot when it comes to sexual nature, and her husband is, like, completely amazing with it. So there is a lot of trauma there, and he's extremely supportive and understanding. I feel like Derek honestly wants to kick Josh's ass, (laughs) And of course he should. He's very protective of his wife. So I agree. I don't think Jill's gonna have any more children, no. I I think she's done. Uh, that's a lot. Three is a lot. <laughs> I hope she stops that like just for her own sake. But no, I don't see any children for her. Um, I also did want to mention that Jill, Jana, Jess Jill, Jana and Jessa and maybe even a little bit of Ginger and also uh, Joy Anna. Um, I see the three, the girls, like Jill, Jessica, and Jana, would protect their younger siblings. As soon as they were, like, molested and obviously abused by their brother, they decided to take take one for the team, basically. So they would, like, offer themselves up to keep him away from the little ones. And, like, they would spend time with the ki- Obviously, they slept with the younger kids, but they, like, protected them. So I really feel like he molested a lot more. He molested the children a lot more than they've let on, obviously, which is, I mean, h- how could you not, you know? I don't know. I feel really bad for them. 
the whole situation is just messed up. Like, the whole thing is messed up. It shouldn't even have happened in the first place. I Absolutely. Um, I also see that Jessa and Jill would fight against him and, you know, threaten him. And I think when the threats started to happen, I think that's when he stopped molesting them. So I do see that they really did stand up. And I think, honestly, and I hate to say this, but I feel like that was the thing that broke the camel's back for a few of those kids, you know. Now, obviously, I'm glad that Jill stood up against them for being part, you know, for being part of that. Because everything that, you know, like, if these girls didn't come up, like, I feel like, their little ones, like the younger kids, would have got molested anyway. So I'm glad, like, that they ended up coming out. Like, I know they didn't want to, but obviously they had to. But it's good that they stopped it. And, like, you know, I mean, he's got to figure out and pay for his crimes. It is what it is. Like, you did it. And, like trying to get away from it or like the you know the dad Jim Bob there trying to like just cover it up and not wanting people to talk about it it's like but why shouldn't they like these are things that can potentially happen in big families and sadly from what happens when you know what Josh went through himself too like going to those camps and stuff like that where it all originated from like it's very common but you keep pushing these kids to go in these camps and go through this stuff and it's terrible you know what I found incredibly insane and this was actually very shocking to me so TLC did not pay anyone other than Jim Bob, including after the girls would get married and anyone who got married and sent off, they wouldn't pay them a dime. All Jill had asked for in payment for, by the way, capturing her birth was to pay for the medical for expenses for giving birth to her child. And they couldn't even do that. And they said, talk to your father. Right, because he obviously probably negotiated the contract at some point when the kids were little and then just never renegotiated, just kept signing it for them because in those types of uh, communities and like cult desks like they're in, uh, the father is the head of household, so he is the HOH. He is the one that makes all the decisions and all the money and everything and everybody just falls into line. Like, And they also pretty much say like women aren't as smart as men so they don't make good choices with money um and stuff like that well i feel like because they called tlc on that and um jim bob i do feel like something legal may take place there so perhaps they may get a bit of a payout so we'll see i feel like they're like so obviously the contracts were all in place blah 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 and I do see that they do have some legal legs to stand on TLC, but I personally feel like TLC did not do everything by the book. So they may end up getting in trouble. And I feel like there will be some legal things coming at TLC for it as well. And <clears throat> there will also be people calling out TLC for being um, in the presence of child abuse and ignoring it for certain camera people. Um, I feel like there may have been like a clause that somebody had to sign. There's a lot of sneaky shit going on back there, but there will be a lot more production stuff coming forward. 
I believe it. I believe it 100%. Like I said, probably Jim Bob was like, nope, you're not paying any of my children. You're not doing any of this. I just feel like he's a controlling like that. Like, I feel like TLC in the beginning was like, but we have to pay the children. And like, because they're even if we put it in a trust for later on, and he was like, nope, they're going to donate all their money to the church, aka Jim Bob's pocket. Like, that's what I feel like it personally me. Absolutely. I would agree with you on that. So, yeah. Um, but you will see more of that come out in, out in the surf, out to the public based upon this particular documentary. Okay. So I want to move on to these training camps. And, I mean, I think they should be called concentration camps. Um, I know a few of the kids talked about... Uh, you know, their experiences and what they had to deal with at these training camps. But I feel like the kids that spoke out in the documentary, um, they weren't even receiving the worst of it. <sighs> Although they would get locked up for indiscretions like misbehaving, not following rules, simply just not being liked, wearing heels, whatever they could do, the oldest kids were in control of how these children were punished. The, if the team leader threw like three fingers in the air and you don't smile, you're getting thrown into this room with a Bible. If your shoes don't match, same thing. Just crazy, crazy shit. And they would put these kids in those rooms for like a few days to a few weeks, depending on what took place. When they felt like they were, you know, sorry for their sins, they felt like you were sorry for their sins, they are your sins, they would then take them out and uh, proceed to carry on. And of course, it was like slavery. They would make these children build things from top to bottom while following their little booklets. <sighs> so disturbing. Very disturbing. And I even remember in the documentary, like they, they said that they would go, it was like a, just an empty room. There was no furniture, no nothing in these rooms. All you got was a Bible and you like just sit there day in and day out, no clock. You don't know what time it is, nothing. And then like they determine when you're, you've been, you know, good, <laughs> like a good little boy or a good little girl, like so messed up in my opinion. I really don't know how people don't see this as child abuse. I just don't understand how they're getting away with this. Well, this is the part where things obviously start to get really shifty. Now, I feel as though Josh Duggar, when he was pretty young, he obviously started in these camps. Now, I do see that, jo sorry, that Josh was abused by many authoritative men, including Bill Gothard himself. Uh, now that he's in that position, um, basically what would happen is Bill Gothard would tell them to go into the rooms and pray with their eyes closed, and he would basically tell the boys to take their pants off, and then he would tell Josh and children like them uh, to show them their penises, and he would touch them, and he would tell them, that they were not allowed to engage, that they could just watch. Now, obviously, these kids' ages range from, like, I think it was eight, maybe a little younger, to, like, late teens. Obviously, reactions would happen when, you know, they're being touched, and 
I see that if there was any sort of physical reaction, they would swat them and, like, tell them it was wrong. But then they would also be, you know, receiving their own sick pleasure on their end. It was a, I see some really disturbing things there. Now, with the girls, I know the girls had come forward and talked about Gothard and what he would do. Um, and he would basically do the same thing, except, like, he would touch them on their legs and then slowly creep up and do more creepy things. And uh, he would always have different girls in his room. So he would get, he definitely got in trouble for that, which is great. But none of the boys have ever stepped forward to talk about what happened. It is very sick. I see a lot of these kids all grown up. There's, um, there's a kid. I don't know what his name is. I think it's Madison. He is, he's in politics and he's in a wheelchair and I personally believe that Gothard also sexually abused him as well it like oh god anyways um now the kids this these punishments for the boys would only happen if there was something like severe like they would try to teach them lessons somehow like Normal things like not doing chores, not smiling. Like, this is if the kids, like, acting out, like, pushing, punching, hitting. Like, that's what they would do with these kids. Joshua is a problematic child. And basically, their um, definition of breaking that bad behavior was to break them. Break their souls. And that's exactly what happened to Josh. I feel sorry for the young Josh, honestly, but not the adult. Absolutely. If the young Josh wasn't hurt, then he probably wouldn't be the Josh he is, you know, that when he did these, uh, you know, crimes and then now in his adult life where he's now got to face it all. And, you know, I wish that Josh would come forward and at least tell his story. It would save him. But um, I believe that he's told his father. But I, to- I believe that his father told him that it was his fault that that happened. Just like he told his kids, his daughters, it's their fault that, oh, well, your brother touched you, it's your fault. You know, that's the attitude. <sighs> Anyways, I see that Josh had been less molested approximately 40 to 50 times in a matter of two to three years. I also feel like he became very angry. He knew about the sexual things. And he also knew that they had to be kept secret. So he assumed that included his sisters, and he was angry. So he also had a, a pedophilia background as well, as well, like he was interested in that. So combine that plus the abuse, he started to molest his siblings, and he would basically approach the kids and tell them that he learned really cool games away at camp, and he would show them things, and it was just it's terrible. I even see a point where he might have been a team leader as well to those children that were not his siblings, and he would also sexually assault them as well. Um, And he didn't do it to the aggressive kids. He did it to whatever he felt attracted to. (sighs) I feel like one of these kids uh, ended up committing suicide based upon what Josh Duggar did to him. 
I also, sorry, did to her. It wasn't a boy, it was her. It was a girl. I also feel like her death was swept under the rug as well. I feel like there's a family, a payoff, something. It's pretty crazy. Um, I also want to mention, and I can't say a lot about this because this person is also a very Sue happy person, but if you guys are getting my, gi my gist, there is a man by the name of David Green. He is the president of Hobby Lobby, and he is an advocate of this kind of lifestyle. Um, I believe that... That's exactly why I don't shop at Hobby Lobby, and I will not support Hobby Lobby ever, because they also do not believe in abortions either, or women's rights at all. Yeah, it all comes from that. He believed in the IBLP way of living, and um, I also feel like Bill Gothard would invite him over. So you can only imagine what Bill Gothard would allow him to have the pleasure of doing. Disgusting humans. And for those of you who don't know who, what Hobby Lobby is, my Canadians, it's like a Michael's. It's a craft store. Yes, I know somebody who's obsessed with Hobby Lobby. <laughs> right? Um, it's very interesting what I also found out about Steve Gothard, which, by the way, is Bill Gothard's brother, who was also in trouble for sexually assaulting women within the community. And before Bill got in trouble, he sent Steve to another camp. And the, he basically hid the brother, and the brother was sexually assaulting females there, too. I know that there's a lot of this already out there on the documentary. But Steve Gothard's preferences, like I said, were female. But um, Bill Gothard had no preferences, male, female. He did like blondes. He liked the, the color blonde. I do know that. Um, he would hate on young children for whatever reason that weren't bad. You know, uh, he would, I don't know, felt something sexually deviant about them. And then he would also, like, punish them as well, pretty significantly. So when the kids, when he didn't like you, he would send you to punishment for no reason. And you would get hit with sticks and whatever they could muster up. Have fun, Jackie. Uh, now, since Bill Gothard was obviously removed due to his sexual in in indiscretions, what, like, I'm actually shocked that they got rid of the guy, honestly. But they did sweep it under the rug. And I believe the Duggars took over because the spotlight was on them. They didn't have any sort of sexual abuse or desire, and they painted this in image again that was wholesome and genuine and should carry on in such a genuine representative way. You know, like, they... They wanted people to believe that this was just a one-off. But in reality, in doing so, taking, just continuing on the abuse. Because now all these people that were abused are now all adults. And what do you think they're doing? You know? 
that is how you create an abuser. Somebody who's abused you, there's only usually two paths that you can go. You can either go the justice path where you become some sort of police officer or a EMT or a doctor or, or um, you know, like a detective in those ways for like sexual assaults because you want to bring justice because you did not get justice or you go the other way, which is, you know, you go out there and you start like doing the same thing to other people. You start molesting them because you want them to be uh, in as much pain as you're in for what happened to you. So it's it typically only goes one or the other way. Uh, so unfortunately, a lot of these people, they have all this pent up anger and they have to, you know, like you said, they have to smile. They have to do this. They're getting punished with like reading the Bible and reading verses and doing all this stuff. And it's like there's no other options. So I am actually speaking pretty loud um, already, so I'll try a little harder. I'm the one who has to speak the most. <laughs> uh, that's what we were talking about on the, uh, the audio side of things. Unfortunately, our phones are shit. I apologize. I can hear you in my pocket. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, going back to Josh Duggar. Now, when he was arrested upon finding pornography and videos and images of children um, basically being mutilated and Jim Bob was trying his absolute hardest to defend his son's honor by saying he doesn't remember what he had said to the police uh, you know statement during his daughter being molested <sighs> this man was all about his daughters having their freaking purity until they were married but their own son taking that away from them that was totally fine right he is just evil if not worse I personally believe that he had seen Josh doing some things I think that's why they sent him away at least he was younger anyway and I feel like he looked at it like it was his daughter's faults and they allowed him to have those urges by doing whatever they were doing that was turning him on totally disregarded his son's trial and continued to run for office because he wanted to bring the good name of the Duggars back. Give me a break. Yeah, the wife is in on it too. Yep. Now, obviously, the younger generation Christians are moving on up. It looks like they're making a movement, which is so mortifying and scary. They're basically showing people that it's okay to submit to your husband. There's literally a teenage boy, and a, not a teenage boy, a girl and a guy who are young, and they're trying to make it look hip and have their YouTube channel. And, like, they, they're like, they try to make it seem like it's okay. Oh, I'm submitting. I'm submitting to my husband. That's so scary. Like, but should they try to like spin it in a good direction? Oh my God. It's, it's, it's brainwashing is what it is. Don't fall for it guys. That's all I say. Um, this is the reason that the trans community for kids are under fire. This is why drag queens are under fire because they think that drag queens and you cannot be trans as a child, but you can't. And then with drag queens that you are, if you're a drag queen, you are trying to sexualize children. When in reality, 
That is not at all that's what's happening. But it's cool to put your little baby, little daughters and sons in beauty pageants, though, and put pounds of makeup on their face. But that's totally all right. All right. That doesn't sexualize anyone at all. And uh, there aren't perverts messaging little girls on Instagram and saying, hey, baby, take it off. Like, there's, I just don't understand how all of this is just being shoved under a carpet. Ah, I know why. Because they're trying to get us to focus on things we don't agree with, like targeting trans and drag people. And then, you know, (laughs) making it seem like that's the big issue, when in reality there's these men hurting little girls and boys. So it's pretty messed up. Exactly. Deflection is a core value in organized religion. Yeah, exactly. Now they have to deflect on another community. Don't look at what we're doing. Look at what this community is doing. This is the community that's doing all these crazy things, not us. And that's how you get people to how you can control them. Absolutely. But I did look into this situation and although our trans youth, our drag, our uh, trans laws, our the abortion laws, women's rights being taken taken away. They want to do segregation. Like there's so many different things that people want to obtain right now. I know it's really scary, but I see our kids that the ones that don't have this kind of way of thinking are gonna t- bring it back. They are out there. The kids. They have grown up with gay aunts, gay uncles, all this, all that. They, they, they've adapted. They understand. And they're going to take and get rid of all this disgusting nonsense. And everyone will get their rights back. It's going to take a little time, but it will happen. Now, here is something that I thought was very interesting, guys. When it comes to Josh Duggar's wife, right now, She is completely and utterly in denial. Now, obviously, she's under that umbrella as well. And submitting to her husband, she doesn't want to not be there, but she is genuinely breaking inside. Like, I see that she doesn't know what to do. She feels stuck. She sees all perspectives. She wants to hang on. But... Here's where it gets interesting. Now, Josh has been um, sentenced to 12 and a half years in prison. He will be released October 2nd, 2032. Now, some of his kids will still be young. He has seven of them. But I see that these, I see that she's going to end up leaving him through this prison sentence. I see a guy coming into her life. He's going to be an ex person from that cult. And he's going to have a heart to heart with her and he's going to help her. And I see her leaving, but it's going to take her a long time. I'd say, honestly, it'll be the year of October 20, the year of 2020, 2032 but at the beginning of the year. So just shy of when he's supposed to be released. And I see that she's going to get her children out of it. Um, 
he will want to be in his kids' lives, but the good news is, is because he screwed up in such a big way, they will give her full custody. I feel like she's going to get out of the situation, and I also see her telling her own story. Um, I do feel like he has molested two of his children. Now, I do feel like they were very young, so I do not feel like they have any recollection, but I feel like his wife saw something that she thought she might have saw, but she's putting it out of her mind, and I do feel like she's going to walk away. So there will be something that happens there, and I do see her telling her story to the world. And then I see this fool telling his own story to the world, but a little too late. And I don't think he's ever going to go against the church. He's going to tell his perspective with total lies through it. So, so yeah, I, I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, his kids will his not kids. be in his life either. So we did have a couple of questions. Uh, they wanted to, there's a few here. Did Josh, uh, not Josh, what was his question? I think it was, um, oh man, there was way up there. Uh, did any of the other Duggar males do any of this? Thankfully, no. I do not see that any of them were abused. Now, they were abused in the physical sense, like they got beat, but not sexually abused. And I don't see that they sexually abused their siblings. So thank God, no. And did Josh ever hit Anna? Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say, <sighs> yeah, actually, uh, dad taught him how to do it and Anna has to submit so absolutely yes I did not know that the parents kicked out if I haven't seen that um, if that's true that might be the step first step um, into you know uh, her uh, starting to find her freedom. Um, that would be great. <laughs> I I can only hope for her that she gets kicked out by them. Anna is Josh Duggar's wife. Uh, you know, I'm glad that there are documentaries out there like Shiny Happy People to educate us on the bad things going on in the world when we didn't see it. You know, many, many, many people out there are attached to this cult and will eventually come forward and we will see even more and more and it'll be scary and worrisome but honestly it's for the greater good so all these people will be able to grow from their past trauma including all these people that came forward on this documentary like all of them I know that they've gone through some scary ass shit and I see them all being okay even with their you know addictions that they've all got past or their you know, stealing things like they all acted out in some sort of way. And now they're they're going to be OK. And I feel like it was liberating. So I'm happy for them. I hope she becomes the voice for those kids. I do, too. I really do. I think I think they will all team up all the girls that 
have been molested and abused by Josh will come forward and, and really do some special things there. Alrighty, so uh, now the last thing I did want to talk to you guys about was uh, Rudy Farius. Um, I did have, I did a, oh my goodness, sorry guys, I did do a TikTok about him, and I also noticed that he had recently had an interview with Fox News, Fox Twenty Six, sorry, and uh, he had been taking back a lot of the things that he said in the beginning. And I'm seeing that he had done this, honestly, more so protect to protect his mom so she doesn't get into any more trouble than she already did. I really feel like she manipulated him. I know that he's saying she did not sexually assault him. I know he's saying that she did not lock him away and that he was like, oh, I, I didn't mean I was locked away. I meant that I was mentally locked away. Um, but these things really did happen. And I do see that one day he will come forward and talk about it more in depth. Uh, honestly, he didn't expect it to be so public and for everyone to know it. So he was kind of scared. Um, I also feel that's why he's recanting a lot of what he said. Um, he will come out again uh, once he gets away from mom and he will get away from her. I know that his brother died and a lot of people have been asking me about the brother I haven't really channeled him. I honestly just haven't had the chance. Um, but I can say that I feel like his brother was the one pushing him to get out there and tell the world. I feel like his brother also dealt with the abuse from his mother, and he really never told his story. He wants um, Rudy to do it as well. Uh, now, I don't, I keep seeing like an accident that took place. Do we know how Rudy's brother died? I have no idea how Rudy's brother died. Well, if anyone does know, um, I don't believe that if he died in a vehicle or something, I don't believe that, like, I, I believe it was, um, like, purposely done. Like, I think he was trying to escape. You know what I mean? Like, maybe not entirely maybe a last minute thing like he was just having a real bad day and he was like screw it all to hell and then like did it purposely you know absolutely so um anyways uh he wants him to get away from her and i do think i'll be able to talk to him at some point now like i said in two weeks i want to talk about alexis avila and her story of the baby being thrown in the trash jeez I do plan to make a TikTok about this this week, too. I've been a little hesitant because uh, I've noticed any time I talk about things that are current, people always have a lot of opinions about what I'm saying, or they think I'm saying something when I'm not. Uh, so I've been, uh, I've actually taken down two videos this week because people in the comment sections were irritating me. Um, I had seen something about somebody. So Missy looked it up and said that it says that he died of a motorcycle accident. So you're right there with the accident. You see an accident. Thank you for looking that up, Missy. I appreciate that. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I, I really believe it was purposely done. Jeez. Anyway. <sighs> that situation just gets crazier and crazier. 
Um, I'll also be doing um, a TikTok on the lady who uh, killed her husband in a game of hide-and-seek in the suitcase. Um, that will be interesting. So uh, just keep an eye out for those TikToks, guys. And uh, tomorrow we will be dropping the episode of Jim Morrison. Uh, a lot of people. Oh, Miss DIY. Like, see, I have been doing searching because I keep saying I want these crazy outlandish cases. And I don't know if people really understand what I'm talking about when I say this. But that is why, like, this Rudy case, crazy, crazy, outlandish. And even this case with the fucking woman in the suitcase. Or, well, not the woman in the suitcase. The woman who, quote, unquote, was playing hide and seek, which I don't believe. Um, because how you convince somebody to get in a suitcase, you're not supposed to know where they're hiding if you're playing hide and seek. So none of that makes any sense whatsoever, uh, but ended up dying. Like, that's just bizarre. Landon is picking out all of these interesting cases. Um, I'm going to be uh, like, and I, I hate to say this, but I have to try. Like, I'm going to be focusing more on cases that, like, maybe if they're new, but, like, if the family's involved because a lot of people are just uh you guys might not have heard of it because it just happened um i uh in this case just happened over the last couple of months with the husband in the suitcase uh situation well not husband is a boyfriend in the suitcase so it hasn't been on tiktok really there was a video on tiktok that was posted but it was taken down immediately because the guy was begging for his life inside the suitcase and she recorded it all so she almost got away with uh the murder but because she had made a video about it put it on tiktok it got taken down and uh right away because it went against community guidelines but the video was still encrypted on her phone so when obviously she had called the police because she realized she killed him and then she was just saying they were playing a game they found this video so she was like no i i left the suitcase open a little bit so he could have gotten out out, but uh, the cops do not believe her story. I I think Dana, you're talking about Jelani Day. That case was like it, that was a, a broke me one too. It was it, I can't even believe all the things happened there too. Like uh, just so you guys know when I do these cases, sometimes things happen that like will happen right as I'm about to do the case. And his mom had just posted that video, and she hasn't posted a video in months. So she had posted this live, and she was just so broken. And I I watched it to see if there was any updates, because I had just finished um, pretty much the write-up on his episode, and then she was talking about all of these other things about the police officers and... I was like, okay, well, here's a little bit more detail on the police side of things. It's I'm I'm glad to have talked to have put that out there. I hope she listens to it one day. I don't know if she has not or not done so, but I know that people have told me they sent it off to her. She might not be ready to hear it yet, whatever the case may be, but it's there for her and I hope she hears it and I hope that with what I tell her it puts the pieces together so she can start pointing the direction in the right pointing it everything in the right direction to the police officers 
So Alexis is the second case of a young mom here in New Mexico who have tried to get rid of their baby. The first case, the baby survived and he was found in a dumpster behind a building oh my goodness. within the last year. Jeez, that is so crazy. What is going on? Oh, she was also saying earlier there was another mom uh, up on the east or west coast. I can't remember where she said uh, that had twins and put them in a trash can just recently. Holy hell. I don't get it, guys. I mean, I know that, you know, I'm I being one of them. I was 19 when I had my daughter. Did I want to tell my mom I was pregnant? No. <laughs> Did I do it? Yeah. Did I decide to keep my child? Of course. But like, you know, like <laughs> there's a better way. If I didn't want her, I would have been like, sorry, mom, but I'm sending her to, you know, a family here and there. Like you got to at least give the kid the chance for that. at least. That's what I'm saying. Like she, she, she went to the hospital. Now, I don't know if the mom doesn't have remorse. I think right now at this point, her mom has no time to grieve. Uh, because if you watch a couple of the videos, so the one video where they come back in and the doctor tells her about how they just found the baby and uh, everything like that, like the mom's like, you I told you about this. I we talked about this. Like the mom genuinely is concerned. Like what do you? What did you do? Like I we talked about what was going to happen. Like and then uh, when they said they brought up the word they have to do an autopsy, the mom's eyes like got all big and wide. Like like oh my god, he's dead. Like so I I think that she's just right now trying to protect her baby which is her daughter. Um she found out the, that her daughter her daughter's baby her grandchild is now dead and now she has to just go in hyper mode and be a mom and protect her child and I think that's that's what she's doing right now at this point but I mean obviously she's gotten uh, arrested and tried and she's spending the next 18 years uh behind bars so hopefully the the mom will start to realize like what her daughter did was not acceptable. Yeah, they definitely have all these places. Like she was at the hospital. That's the biggest thing. Like why you could have just said to the nurses, like they don't discriminate against you. If you're like, listen, I, I want to put this baby up for adoption. Like they would, they would rather that than you just go and do something and like do that kind of crime. And, uh, just sick act and, uh, you know, just take your baby's life like that, especially being at a hospital where they could save your baby if something was wrong, like she did in the videos, kept saying, well, he was blue. He wasn't breathing. He wasn't crying. Well, that doesn't mean anything. You're at a hospital. They, that's what the nurses and doctors are there for. That's what their job is, is to save lives. I don't believe that part but we will talk about that when I make my video, which I will be doing on TikTok and coming back here to talk about it in, in further detail in two weeks. Ah, well, guys. Oh, about about how she didn't know yeah, is what you don't yeah, believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not no, you could see the. Not that she didn't know when she left the baby in the garbage. I do not believe the child was blue and struggling. I just I just don't feel that way. Oh, most likely not. I don't believe that either. Like, that's just what she was saying, just to probably try to get off with it. But uh, I don't believe that either. Because the the doctor said the baby was full term and all this other stuff. So, like, it's very unlikely. 
Well, guys, I appreciate you guys coming in and listening. Um, if you guys have missed any part of this, uh, we will be posting it here right as soon as this live is done. Um, but, yeah, don't forget to listen to Jim Morrison tomorrow. He is part of the exclusive content. And then the week after will be the, um, oh, my goodness, the trio, Fort, Fort Worth Trio, Missing Trio is what it's called. Uh, we'll be doing that one. And then, of course, the next week after that, which a lot of you might be excited about, is Aaron Carter. That's going to be crazy. I am so excited to dive into that one. I agree. Like, regardless of your age, like, my sister was pregnant at 16. She gave birth to my niece when she was only 17 years old. My sister, uh, it was a crazy story behind that as well. But, like, there was never a thought in her mind to, like, throw the baby in the trash can. Like, she was obviously scared like any any other person who's having a baby is and being like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to take care of this baby. Um like, you know, whatever. And I was just like, listen, we're, we're going to figure it out. You know what I mean? Never did I suggest put it in a dumpster, put it in a trash can. I don't know. I don't understand. Well, guys, anyways, have a good night. We will see you guys later.